an ironic media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. Hey, y'all, I'm Bevan. And I'm Brittany. Welcome to Be My Neighbor. Our neighborly duties are to provide real-life solutions and practices that elevate and inspire, but also remind us to not take it all too seriously. We're real-life neighbors that quickly learn that you simply cannot do it on your own, living in a competitive and fast-paced environment like New York City. Each week, we invite you into the apartment along with our metaphorical and literal neighbors to share advice on how we get through this thing called life. We don't just share the sugar. We serve up the real tea. From navigating relationships to building a career, we want you to recognize and embrace the best version of you. We want you to know that your crazy is okay. And that you're definitely not alone. Our door is always open. And we want you to know, we've We've got got your back. back. Bred from a family that owns a sustainability company right now, especially during this time, being environmentally conscious has become top priority. That's why we were so excited to have the chief marketing officer of Boxed Water is Better, Rob Keenan, come on with us today. If you don't know Boxed Water or haven't seen the white cartons firsthand all over, everywhere, it is everywhere, literally. <laughs> then I'm doing is, a bad job. <laughs> no, you're doing Sorry. a great job. Great job. <laughs> It is the first national company to offer a sustainable alternative to plastic water bottles. In his role, Rob is charged with expanding Box Water's core message and empowering consumers to make a statement that sustainability matters. We also really couldn't wait to get a hold of Rob as his marketing resume speaks for itself. He has built true lifestyle brands for companies in food, apparel, and footwear. And his extensive marketing and leadership experience for Boxwater is really rooted in storytelling with innovative campaigns that span multiple communication channels. And we're just so happy to be able to pick your brain in person, Rob. Yes. Thank you so much for being here. Well, there's not here. much there. Thank you for inviting me. I think, I think this is wonderful. Any chance I get to talk about Box Water because it's a great brand, but then also just to put in a plug with for you, I just listened to the the Stay Curious podcast with Amy Stark, who you I think you just did last week. Yes, and she was outstanding, and I learned so much just in that short hour than than I had in in a long time. So oh, you guys are doing a great job, and I am now hooked. Thank the, you. Have you been cat. tapping? Yeah. Are you starting to tap yet? <laughs> Tap, tap, tap. I think we all need it. Yeah, we all need that. Well, that's, you know, that's really one of our biggest goals with our podcast is for all of our neighbors to be able to take away something tangible after getting a chance to listen to our guests. So with you, we were like, oh my gosh, like this is one of the brands that we know, we love, we drink from. We always, I always feel a little, just, I don't know if it's better about myself or cooler. I don't know. But when I have a box water, I'm like, oh, Oh, this is great. This was like the brand for Fashion Week one week, and I had ninety thousand. I was like, oh, I have my box of water. It's really, really cool to have you here with us. Thank you. I can't wait to talk more. And yeah, we are in the crossroads. It's amazing. One of the best parts about this job is meeting all these people from all walks of life. What what I've found is that sustainability and helping the planet is is you know it's bipartisan. It's by it's by corporation. It's everything. So people like I, I've had a chance to meet Diane von Furstenberg from from DVF, Rag and Bone to Ellen DeGeneres. They're all interrelated because they all want to help the planet. Definitely. Yes. So Definitely. prior to becoming CMO in 2017, can you give us the Cliff Notes version of what led you to Box Water? 
I had a long career, a traditional career. I say it's ironic. I mean, you think back about it. I, I was with Rollerblade when Rollerblade was hot. I read that. And that was fun. I worked with the Rollerblade, the Extreme team and, and the X Games. I was there right at the beginning of all that. Rollerblades are um, still hot. They're coming I back. Know, I've heard. My and friend is skating still, too right now is blowing so up cool. everywhere. Yeah. It's old as new again. And, mm-hmm. and I'm so happy because there's still, I mean, my friends still work there. So I went from rollerblade to Timberland to Ugg boots to a whole bunch of hush puppies. And I've worked in product marketing operations and sales. I eventually became like a senior executive, a president of some of these brands, which was great and very fulfilling and learned a lot. But after a long period of time, I kind of took a step back and said, all right, what sort of legacy am I, am, am I leaving? What, what, what can I do that's a little bit bigger than just, you know, building, building brands and, and actually, I mean, selling good product. We, every brand I worked with had a solid reputation. Timberland is where I got the spark. Their president was all about doing well and doing good was his saying where he was all about philanthropy. And the re- only reason why companies exist is really to give back and help the community. And then I was able to take that to all the other companies I worked at, but after a long arc of a career, I said, okay, what can I do and where can I contribute? Who, who can I help? And I had a friend back in Grand Rapids who founded Blackstwater, Darren Kuypers, who's the current CEO. And he called and just said, we have this incredible sustainable alternative to plastic water bottles. 69 billion bottles are being made every year and only 10% of them are being recycled, but we're not getting the message out. We're not, we're kind of stumbling over ourselves. And so the company was perfect. The product was perfect. The mission of helping the planet was perfect. So I jumped at the chance. It's one of those rare times when you when you have an opportunity to do something really good and spread some some great news on something that's so pertinent in our planet right now. I've just mentioned before, like my family owns a company called Atmosphere. So we're all about recycling the air and bettering the environment in which people breathe. But I think a lot of people, especially an older generation, they sit back and assume someone else is going to take the lead in terms of protecting our environment. Myself included in some ways. I think I've always kind of sat back and been like, they got it. There's the rules, right? Yeah. And even when moving into a house, I'm like, I've been so used to putting my plastic and recycling my plastic into the bins that the building set out for us. Yeah. And now, where do we go? Who do we contact? What do we do? So, I, I guess we want to know first and foremost, like, what drives your passion for sustainability? And have you always been this passionate prior to coming to Box Water? I am the older generation, and I would totally agree with you. And I and I do think that it's changing fast and all comes down to education and awareness because the more I learned, the more passionate I I became, the more facts you build about how bad plastic Mm. pollution and and aluminum is also creeping up on it, the more it fires you up. But what, what makes me excited when I go back in the Wayback machine and when I was, when I was young, we never thought about pollution, the planet, any of the things that the younger generation is thinking about and doing things about. So I am so optimistic because there's such a groundswell of, of smart, younger people who are addressing this every day and who are acting on it. That's really what, what gives me 
gives me hope. The other thing that gives me hope with the older generation is that we, we've spent, we've been around for 10 years. Boxed water is better. Oddly enough, is we're going to be celebrating our, our 10 years next year. And we've been researching plastic pollution and, and doing life cycle analysis and aluminum. And it's all broken down in our website. It's, it's a phenomenal resource of information. Your website is amazing. I, the website's, yeah, yeah. yeah, well, thank you. Um, and it is, we, we are here to share information and be fully transparent on what all the issues are. But what I found, especially with my friends, and I've spent hours upon hours at events and with consumers, when you start talking to them about what the issues are, most of them, it was hilarious. I mean, well, it's, it's hilarious. I found it hilarious because <laughs> people would walk up and say, well, what's wrong with recycling? I recycle every day. And I would say, well, you know, let's just start with, you know, a plastic bottle is made from oil, right? And I can't tell you, I mean, hundreds of people I've said this to at events. And and three or four years ago, people would literally look at you, they'd stop and go, I never thought about that. I guess it is. So just that little nugget wasn't seeping in. I, I, I call it being plastic blind. People, we grew up with it. It's been around us. If you ever stop at a grocery store and look at the number of aisles that are all just plastic, yeah. it'll blow you away, but you don't notice it because you grew up with it. Right. So just that conversation of, well, you know, it's made from oil and you can't put oil back in the, into the earth. And you know, only one in, in 10 are being actually recycled. All of a sudden you're leading down a path of, well, this is just crazy. And and people of all ages, once they have all the information, we find that they make the right choice. So that's a long-winded way of saying, I have faith in my generation. We made the mess. We're, we're going to help clean it up. I have more faith in your generation because you guys know what you're doing. And yeah, I've always been, from the very beginning, I've been passionate about the planet and about society. I mean, at Timberland, we we were heavily involved in, in City Year and helping build build the community and helping lift community mm-hmm. in cities across the country. And, and that's just something that I think every company is realizing these days that that you are more than just a profit and loss statement. You you have to do something, especially consumers these days are voting with their wallet. If you want to relate to today's consumer, you're going to need to do something. So speaking of aluminum, you mentioned this and people are probably going to come at me because I feel very naive right now. But I just opened a LaCroix and we were and Rob gently and kindly was like, oh, aluminum. And I was like, what do you mean? What's what's the problem with aluminum? Once again, I said, I recycle it. Can you explain this to me? The dolphins are weeping. I know. You said the dolphins are weeping. I know. And, and you went straight for the jugular there. <laughs> and we love dolphins. Like, we're obsessed. It's really. That's what yeah. I say to my kids. Oh, I say it to my kids all the time. The dolphins are weeping. Um, no, and it's and again, it's a you can go down this rabbit hole and again, go to our website because we just finished a two-year study on the extraction and production, and then obviously the recycling of aluminum cans and plastic bottles and did a head-to-head comparison. And the things that you don't realize in the extraction and the production, some of the facts that jump out at you that 35,000 acres of in and around the rainforest down in Brazil, which is where the majority of the bauxite is found, aluminum is comes from bauxite. It takes two tons of bauxite to make one ton of aluminum. So they're strip mining these giant holes, clear-cutting forests, strip mining giant holes in order to make this one ton of, of aluminum. So that's the extraction. 
And again, you can't replant like you can replant trees. You cannot replant aluminum. The next phase of this is you've got these giant boulders of bauxite is you have to break it down and then you have to smelt it. So smelting, if any of you watched, I I use this analogy. If any of you guys watch Star Wars or Star Wars fans, the fight at the end when when Darth Vader got his hand cut off and they're on this the the, the burning planet yeah with all the volcano that's smelting <laughs> that, if you go to a smelting plant that's what it looks like and so the amount of carbon monoxide ozone depletion that is created from all the fumes and all the gases come from the smelting as well as over three percent of the energy is being used to create this aluminum. Okay. So that's energy that obviously could be used for any other source, but they're using it to, to go to that. There is, a, there is a, something that came out the other day that said if aluminum and plastic creation was a country of its own, it would give, up, give off as much pollution as the fourth largest country in the world. Oh my gosh. So, Our minds yes. are blown right now. <laughs> and then you, get, then you get back to the conversation of recycling, which is what we've been talking about for the last 50 years. And we're still failing miserably where only half of the cans are being recycled. And then in recycling, you still have to smelt them, melt them down and use all that uh, electricity. And again, it goes up, it affects the ozone depletion, carbon monoxide creation, overall ozone gases are dramatically affected by what it takes to make that. And at the end of the day, we always say, and the same thing with plastic bottles, plastic bottles, you have to use all this to mold them and create them and that heat and that energy and creates pollution and, and contributes climate change. I mean, our, our research shows that cans and bottles have two times, 200% more impact on climate change than making one carton. Wow. And, 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 and again, it blows you away because hundred percent of our conversations have been recycling, which is bad. We get a D on recycling, yeah, right. but I'm hoping that in the future, a lot of our conversations start talking about the, the, the extraction and the production and how terrible that is. And we always joke about the fact that there's a place for plastic in this world. There's a place for aluminum in this world, but not in a can or a bottle that takes literally less than 10 minutes on average to drink a bottle of water. Yeah. That bottle of water is going to stick around for 700 years. Oh my gosh. Wow. Just to put that in perspective. And I love this. If Christopher Columbus threw a bottle of water off of the Nina or the Pinta or the Santa Maria, it would just be breaking down today. That's insane to think about it like that. Yeah. Like you can hear the number 700, but to like really put it in perspective like that, you're like, we have to be done with this. I mean, go back. So 1300. So two. 2020 minus is 1320. Think of Ben Franklin drinking a plastic <laughs> bottle. It would just be breaking. I mean, think of how much plastic's only been around since the 40s and the 50s. And yeah. yet it's contributing to some of the largest plastic pollution in the world. Do you guys have any plans to extend beyond water? Like, can we box beer or (laughs) I'm thinking, I mean, I'm thinking about all the everyday essentials, you know, I'm not telling you what's in my box. (laughs) We've had, we've had, we've had field marketing people who have boxed vodka at events and that's not, (laughs) not mad at it. I like it. I like those people. Yes. There are people looking at, at, at other, we, we look, we scan all the plastics that are out there. And frankly, I'm happy to say, who is it? I think it was Jack Daniels that just came out and they're going to come out with a paper Jack Daniels, Jack Daniels in a paper box. Amazing. Um, 
or no, I think it was Johnny Walker. But either way, the corporations are even better. In that <laughs> know, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> I was like, that's great. <laughs> so, yes, I think that with the groundswell of people like yourself who are realizing that there's that, that the plastic and aluminum are bad, companies will start to follow. You guys are really in the forefront, like leading this. Yeah. That's amazing. And, you know, Boxwater solved this major problem. However, the company goes above and beyond just making box water. On your website, I learned so much about all these other initiatives and and campaigns you were doing. Can you talk to us a little bit about some of those other things the company's doing that supports yeah. this brand and our planet? Like hashtag better planet, yeah. you post we plant. Thank you. Because not enough people realize it. Even the people who are buying it don't realize that that what we're trying to do is create a community of people who can who can take one small action to make a big difference because that's really at the end of, at, at the end of the day, that's, that's what we are. And that, and it's in our name. We're challenging ourselves every day about what can we do better and, and, and what more can we do to help the planet? What can we do better for our product? We, we do believe that one small action can make a big difference. And a few years ago, we realized that, Hey, the carton's great. It removes plastic from the bicycle and replaces it with paper, but what more can we do to help the planet? And we're a member of 1% for the planet, which I recommend everybody look into. They're like the uh, good housekeeping seal of approval for the planet. <laughs> and we, we've talked to them and they introduced us to the national forest foundation, which is a group that monitors our national forests monitors the land, where the fire, where fires have been or where there's been pestilence. They told us that over 7 million acres of forests are lost every year due to forest fires, as we know going on right now, which is a tragedy, as well as uh, pestilence and other, and other things. And we partnered with them. The other thing that they told us that you don't really think about when you think about forests is that 90% of the water that rains down goes through a, natu- a national forest and is purified. So the forests are basically like our planet's purification system. So it was, I mean, it was an easy conversation. We're like, okay, what can we do? Uh, so, so we created the, probably the most exciting thing, the You Post We Plant hashtag Better Planet Project. We've now planted over a million trees in our national forests strictly for free. And we've at the same time built a wonderful community of passionate consumers. All they really need to do, they don't even have to spend money. They don't have to buy our box. All they need to do is take a picture of our box, put a hashtag better planet or at boxed water on their, on their social media and post that picture on Facebook, Instagram, or wherever they want. And at the end of the month, we count up those hashtags. We call up the national forest foundation and say, Hey, we got 500. We need to plant two trees for every post we see. Complete, go to the store. Don't even buy the box. Just take a picture of it. You will have plant. It's the easiest two trees you'll ever plant in your entire life. And, and again, we've hit a million trees. And it was for us, it was all about what is the easiest thing we can we can do to try to leverage the community we built and also empower that community. It's been paid back to us tenfold because of, let's say, the parents who have who have written us and said, I did this experiment with my kids and I talked to them about sustainability and we posted two, two trees together and I'm passing along the fact that that, and then the creative community go to that hashtag and there's beautiful, crazy ways that they've either drawn on our box or created a beautiful vignette around our box. So that, so now people are, are using their creativity while planting trees. So that, 
and now now our goal is to get to two million trees. Yeah, like how do we do it faster? That's, I mean, I know so many people too that right now that are at home with their children trying to think of different activities yes. and teaching ways of learning. So this is a great, great thing to do that I had honestly no idea about prior to talking to you. That's awesome. The other thing, the other thing we're doing this, it's so I'm getting back to our website. If you go to our website, we this because of COVID, because we couldn't go out and we also always on Arbor Day and we always plant trees ourselves in the community because we couldn't do that. We have a name dedication tab on our website where you can go and dedicate a tree or something uh, or even a house plant. Like I dedicated my house plant in the name of my mother. We take that and we plant trees based on the dedication. And then, and we can't put, we wanted to put a little tag on the tree itself, but we can't do that (laughs) because it's, but but the name will be, you know, the name will be listed and, and we will have it out there. So that's another way you can do that with your kids who can dedicate a tree and it'll end up in a national forest. The other things that we're doing because that was so successful is we've, well, we've been cleaning up beaches since the very beginning. We've been coordinating and with partners, like we, we just did one with, with DVF where we're, we're cleaning up beaches throughout the year. We just for coastal cleanup month, partnered with a number of companies to raise awareness of what's going on and also and also contribute to a non-for-profit, which is also a one percenter called Ocean Blue Project, mm-hmm. which is great. They're still going out and cleaning beaches. And then last year we did the plastic pledge where we realized we can be cleaning up beaches for the next hundred years and still never catch up with all the pollution. So we have to start talking about the front end and the consumption. So we've asked people last year, and we'll do, we'll do it every year, please take the pledge. Give up plastic bottles for 30 days. It's not hard. Just 30 days is all we ask. Get in the habit of not buying plastic. Box water is better. Refillable is the best. That's why we yeah. don't say we're the best. Yeah. But use your Yeti, use your Swell, use refillable, give it up for one month. And last year we, we had people signing up and we uh, had a contest for, for people who got to win awards. We're not going to watch you. We're not going to track you. We're going to take you at your word. But, but it's a little thing that can show you how easy it is to give up plastic. That's Not so cool. We well, we have to talk we have to talk about how we're going to partner in the future. I live in Wrightsville yes. Beach and this yeah. this beach is so important and to me and to my family and I want it to be around forever and so I'm starting something here. We can talk about, we can talk about that. Yeah. Later. That's what I was really thinking about too. And I live in a beach town here as well. So it's like the beach is, is everything to us, you know, like that's, that's our community. That's the best part. Honestly, I know it's memories so, and you yeah. want it to last forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's going to be awesome. I can't wait to talk I'm, more I'm about in. that. Let's do it. Many hands make light work. Oh, definitely. I Let me write that. that down. That's the title of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We always get our titles somehow. They come to us either after when we re-listen or right during. B, I know you wanted to really ask this question, I feel like, because just you go ahead. You take Yeah. This one. So I'm I'm starting a company here in Wilmington, North Carolina that I can't really talk about yet today. And a lot of neighbors, a lot of people that talk to us are also kind of in the same position, I think, especially now where we're pivoting and we're, we're starting new companies. And in all honesty, I seriously need your help here. Oh my God. <laughs> so this is a huge question. But in your words, in the simplest terms, can you tell me the basics of building a brand? Like, where do you even begin? 
You're not starting a, a cartoned water company. Are you? <laughs> I am definitely not starting a cartoned water company. That's not why we had you on, yeah. Bob. <laughs> what if I was just surveying the competition? <laughs> to be honest, if you were, I would embrace it. There are a number of carton companies out there, and we all say, you know, big soda. If there's room for Coke and Pepsi in this world, there's room for all of us carton box waters. Yes. Love it. Uh, but, it's, but it's tough. <laughs> you have some really good lines i'm telling you you really do that's like number five i know i know rob is the one line king i love it <laughs> well when you're old you have a lot of things to come up with, I guess, <laughs> over the time but no it's well it's a great question it's a great question I, and and it's and it is tough i mean let's just assume that you that you have a product and you've already gone through like why is your product better why is it different and will consumers care about it I mean, you don't exist if you don't have a good product. Mm -hmm. If I just went through our history, cartons are better than plastic. I mean, we all know why. We just talked through a lot about that. But then the other stuff that you start thinking about is, well, who are you up against? And start thinking about what you're, who are you going to, how big is your idea? So like for us, we didn't realize how big a hurdle going against big soda would be. And it's funny when people, I mean, when people talk about disruptor brands, they never really talk about when you're going against an industry, you're really going against a, a tradition and, and people and families who make a lot of money and even a little money in that industry. So for us, for example, and, and who you're up against, I'm against up against Pepsi, Dasani, and, and Aquafina. They have $8 billion in marketing that they spend every year. I, I don't have an eighth, you know, one yeah. one hundredth of that. So yeah. again, know who your competition is. Know who you're, if you're a disruptor, know if you're going to dislodge people. I had a conversation with a grocery store owner who said, listen, the, the deal is, is that I make a lot of money on my plastic aisle. It represents over 35% of my profit. And my bonus relies, the pool I'm going to buy this year, my daughter going to college, depends on me making my budget. And you threaten that. Yeah. So, so you need to be aware of who you're disrupting, not just like big soda, but also real people who have, who have salaries and have, have bonuses they need to hit. And then when you get to the brand, that's where you have to sit back and think about what does your brand stand for? What are your values? And then frankly, I go back to how do you fit into consumer's world? So the best example I can give is like boxed water. We had forgotten that we were just a box of water. And we, we knew reams of information about why plastic was bad. And we tried to slap it on, on our boxes. We tried to slap it on our displays. And we forgot until we went and looked at people shopping that when you, shopping is not a pleasant experience. It's not like you're, you're looking yeah. around to learn in the shopping in the store. Right. No. You have your laundry list. You got to go get diapers. You got to go get cereal. You got to go get this. And, and oh, yeah, I'll grab water. Nine, 10 out of 10 consumers were walking right past us and didn't even think about what we were. Mm -hmm. So you have to step back and realize no matter how good your story is, how do you get in front of your consumer and, and identify which consumer is interested and, and fit into their world so that they have the time to digest what you're trying to tell them. And that's where we just peeled everything back to two or three statements about plastic being bad focused on our consumers, use social media, use our website as, as the best platform to tell the story for the most interested people, and then really even strip down and make bold letters. Here is sustainability. 
we are BPA free. We are recyclable because we knew that information was important to our consumers. So really breaking help? down like the, like the, the top three selling points of what, you know, what's going to set you apart and why it's important to buy you, not like a gazillion pieces of not information. And it. frankly, you can use your website. So we did a lot of research. We reached out to our consumers, but also reached out to with a, with a Google, we, you, for free, you could do Google research. And we asked people, what, what's important to you when you buy water? What's important to you from the environment? And we boiled that down into four or five things. And that that's was That's a great That's tip. a good so idea. Google research is free? They give you, they give you one or two free, and then, then you have to pay like $10. Okay. So it's, yes, it's that's really important. cheap and it's great. But it's $10, not $8 million. Not $8 million. <laughs> was it $8 million or $8 billion? Eight. They have $8 billion. Oh, in billion. Yeah, Stop it. Billion dollars to let you know that that, that you need this. Yeah, oh man, popular and better looking. The cool AB. <laughs> wow, that's so okay. True. I mean, think about it. I that's I was in that business for 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 forty years, and it is that you get beautiful models, either male or female, who are living an aspirational lifestyle, and they're doing it with your product. And that led people by the millions to buy your product. I mean, it was a it was a known fact. That that's how you marketed. That's what that's what Coca Cola, uh, celebrities, everybody. Yes, everything. But but, but you, again, it goes back to your generation. I've never met a generation that is that is more skeptical, that is more sick of being pandered to, yes. and is more empowered to say, "Tell me what you really believe." And to me, that's that that's refreshing because that and everybody, every company better get on board because you guys, you you guys are the ones who are changing the world here. Yeah, well, it go, could, I think it's the kids a little bit younger than us, but we are <laughs> coming along for the ride and learning We're and collecting too. data. If you're under fifty, then I consider you you're, changing you're, the world. Great. Yeah, you're okay. the world. You're We're close, but okay. under fifty. So Rob, you recently did an interview with Authority Magazine where you shared five strategies that a company should be doing to build a trusted and believable brand. And we love these. We found those these so incredibly informative. I was taking notes. Yeah. (laughs) We would love for you to share with our neighbors again what those are, if you could. Well, I guess this is being taped. So that's good because I do I want that little snippet to be shared with my wife. (laughs) <laughs> I understand that on a deep, deep level. Yeah. So what you're saying is I said something interesting. Yes. Very, okay. very interesting and informative. I am not just a boring. Okay, good. Because she thinks I'm a boring nerd. So I love this. <laughs> no, anyway. no. No, there's five things that I that I think are, are critical. And number one, we just talked about simplify your message. Mm-hmm. Remember that you are not the center of the universe you are one piece in a, in a consumer's life and figure out what's going to make an impact and squeeze into the noise that every consumer is dealing with. One of the key things is we, we have really hard, call them head snapping facts that we throw out like 1500 bottles are made every second. 1,500 bottles are made every second. And again, 90% of them end up in the ocean or in land. While, while I'm doing this, you can, the math, if this takes an hour, that means there's going to be over 400,000 bottles made during this conversation, which means that 300,000 of them will be garbage. That's the kind of stuff that simplifies your message at a level 
It's not just the fact that we're recyclable and so on. That's an attention getter that you you want to use an attention getter. Yeah, you can't miss that. What they're in. <laughs> yeah, that's big. Then focus on your consumer in every way. Everything has to be what's going through their lens, like I talked about. It's it's how busy are they? Where are they? Talk to your consumers. Spend time with them. Find out what they're doing. I mean, another great example for us, we were talking about sustainability. They were mixing it up, confusing it with recyclability. This was years ago. They're like, well, no, you're, I'm fine. I'm recyclable. Well, no, that's not fine. That's the, the end of the game. That's not even happening. It's also about making sure you're putting, you're replanting trees, you're giving back to the earth. And so we actually changed our conversation to lead with recyclability, then lead to sustainability. And now we're talking about single use versus multiple use because you want to get rid of single use altogether. Right. The next thing is find a, find a set of values and live your values. So you're only as good as your reputation in your personal life and as a business. And I'm sure you and I can all think about five or six companies that you have no respect for because of something they've done in the past. Yep. So, so you, you, can't, you can't outrun your reputation. And again, either as a person or not. And in today's world, you guys, you call that being authentic. And that it's, it's a way of being authentic, being very, very transparent. And that, frankly, starts with determining what your values are. You know, we sat down and realized that it's about the planet and it's about, you know, trying to trying to make one small change, make a big impact and so on. I can tell you nine out of 10 companies probably haven't talked at that level. And I've, and I've talked to people in billion dollar companies and in startups and it's all the same thing. Take the time to sit down and say, what's important to you? Is, is it, is it veterans? Is it, is it humane society? Is it animals? Is it, is it the planet? Find something that's meaningful to you as a group. Hopefully it's meaningful to the consumer that you're, that you're talking to and marry those two things together. And that way you are not only selling whatever product you have, but more importantly, you're actually helping the world in some fashion and you're using your, your community to help do that. You find your values and then you find your tribe. Mm. So finding your tribe is, your next, is the next little area that I would, I would talk about. Find out who your consumers are. I mean, our consumers are people who believe in helping the planet. And then that also helps you find out who your partners are. So I talk a lot about consumers. They're part of our tribe and they're on Instagram feed. But also I talked about like DVF, AG Jeans, Ellen DeGeneres. They're part of our tribe as well. We just did something with Tom's Shoes. Many hands make life work. The more we can do together and, and spread out this message, the more we can we can help the world together. So, so don't just stick to your industry, but find out other people who are interested in helping. We've got a lot of hotels. And what, what, what I love about that is a hotel, we cost more than plastic because plastic is super cheap. But there are people who are taking the time out of their day-to-day work to say, you know what, I'm going to spend more money and I'm going to work with you to plant trees because it's important to us as a hotel and it's also important to our consumers. And that's and that and that is how you start to leverage partnerships. Find people that help each other. That's the and essence of this podcast. <laughs> so just to just to just to simplify this message, it's simplify your message, focus on the consumer in every way, find your values and then live your values, find your tribe, and then leverage like-minded partners. Love it. Seems simple, but it just when you put it in that way, it it just makes it something that's actually easy to digest and to put into practice. So thank you. 
And it, yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like common, a lot of what we do is common sense, but, but you get caught up in the day to day and you get caught up in the minutia and you don't take time to do these long term things. If your brand is not growing organically the way you anticipated, how do you decide what area of marketing to prioritize, i.e. social, your brand itself, ad buys, geofencing? The first thing we do is identify what, what is the hurdle, what's getting in the way of our growth. Are you getting a bounce rate on your website? Are you get, is it your conversion? If you're not growing organically with, let's say, grocery stores, should you move to hotels? Why aren't you growing and what is the biggest hurdle that you, that, that you have? You use either social media, digital, uh, your website to start approaching that. We, we put a lot of time and effort into social media. I think it's the number one way of getting in front of consumers. I don't think I'm saying anything that's breakthrough there. But we but, need your help but, on that. No, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good to hear from your standpoint too. And, and bigger companies, yeah. I mean, we're every day we see increases and we realize why those are. And, we, and then we are also stumped because we have hundreds of thousands of views on videos of, you know, babies and bombs dropping champagne. And it's like, where are the, all those hundreds of thousands of people? They're so, not following us. They're just viewing this one specific post. Right. One or two are, but it's crazy. So we like really can't crack it <laughs> per se, so but it's, it's improving. It's improving. So no, welcome to our, welcome to our world. I mean, I always joke about dogs and donuts. <laughs> so we can have, we can have like the best post. That's this beautiful, like picture of, of, of a mountain with our box in it. And it gets like five likes <laughs> and then you put a dog next to a donut and you get 10,000 likes. Yeah. I would have liked the dog and the donuts too. I <laughs> <laughs> but, but you just take what you can get. Give it some thought of, okay, why is that happening? How do we repeat it? And then it's all about testing and reacting, testing. You have to be fast and yeah. test and react and see what worked and what didn't work and then try different A-B tests to see what works next. And realize, and you guys know this because you're your neighbors, but realize that social media is now some is our people's best friends. So, so yeah. you, you have a brand. People are, are trusting you. And, and they will tell more of their friends to trust you as you stay the course and as you stay, as you stay authentic. And then, yeah, we see that. We do see that. It's really, it is crazy to watch and see like who's connected with who or who, you know, if it's not someone that follows us, who they are connected to. Like I I personally look at all that because I'm always interested to see who are these people? (laughs) Like, who are you? Well, yeah. And then reach out to those people and say, have you heard of us? And we, we, well, maybe that's how you found, found boxed water is, Hey, we found that our followers follow you. We like your message. Let's talk. And then we see where this leads. Yes. Again, we go back to, it's always our relationships and the people in our, that we work with. We have a lot of fitness people that love and follow Bevan. And then we also have a lot of different publicists that I work with in my business too, who are just have started to notice or take notice and then say, Oh wow, we, this could be a fit for some of the people we work with. So it's just, it is amazing how it, how it's all been growing for sure. But thank you for that. That's a good, okay. We're going to, so social media does hold the weight that, that we (laughs) think it does. Yes. 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 Even more than digital advertising, social media is far more important, but even social media, you need to think about, it goes back to your consumer. Who is your audience? And what is your voice? What is your role in their life? So are right. you are you a source of information or are you a diversion? Are you serious? Are you fun loving? Who 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 are you in their lives and why why do they come to you? Mm. You have a personality. You, your your brand is think of it as a personality. And who do you want to be your friend? 
think of that as what somebody's looking to you as. You just break things down so nicely. I know. I have seven ideas about social (laughs) media with Be My Neighbor right now. I'm like, yes, it's so good. All right. Well, to wrap everything up, we just have two bold questions. One really about our parents. I know a lot of people are living with their families right now, surrounded with their families that might not have the same intentions when it comes to recycling, knowing about all of that and the education behind it. Where do you suggest or encourage a novice to start? If they were just starting, where would you, what would be your best advice for them? Like somebody that walks into the store and doesn't think twice about the plastic. Yes. What's your first piece of advice? Where do you begin? Buy boxed water. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Box water, give this man a promotion. <laughs> give him a raise. Exactly. Where where's the December bonus? Okay. <laughs> I hear that. I know. It's it's bad. It's about I'm changing sorry. up those practices. I'm being flippant and I'm and I'm sorry, but no, you're you're this is what we do here. This is right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if I were trying to explain to somebody if well, in order to get on people's radar, I'm happy to say sustainability in the planet, and you guys led with this, is becoming Outside of the election and some of the other stuff, it is probably the number three. And after next week, it'll probably be the number one thing that people are talking about because we hope. because the awareness of the problems that are going on and, and, the, and the fires we're seeing and the climate change that's going on, people are aware. And I think as awareness grows, people just go to web, go to our website. Google is the best encyclopedia ever made and look into climate change, plastic pollution. I mean, plastic pollution as a word or as a term didn't really exist until two years ago. The conversation about plastic pollution didn't happen until it it finally made it onto 60 Minutes. It's finally made the cover of National Geographic. So it's finally part of the social fabric of of our consciousness. The things you can do is really just reflect on all the things that are, that you do. So, you know, it's easy to move your hand five inches from a Dasani bottle to a boxed water when you're at the grocery store. There are some small baby steps. It's easy to give up plastic bottles for 30 days. So I guess the best thing you can do is go to go to sites that you know are environmentally friendly and and learn because there's health, health, excuse me. Go to our site. Heck, go to our site. You can say anything. Don't worry, worry, Rob. This is a full. You've heard that word before? (laughs) Heard much worse. My family, yeah. Much worse. Well, heck, uh, (laughs) go go to our site. We have the top 10 reasons. We've got tons of blog posts about the top 10 things you can do to make us more sustainable wedding. How can you visit a winery that's more sustainable? We have tons of how-tos on our blog posts that are, I think are fascinating. Tell your friends and tell your family. I mean, if you're, you know, my daughter and I just had a conversation about politics today. I know in this world, it's hard to talk about politics. And frankly, it's because of Facebook and all the stuff that's going on. But you start, and this is going to be weird, but you start with love and respect. And I, I said to my daughter, I said, if you and I can't have a conversation and realize that walking away, we can disagree and still love each other, then the whole fabric of society is breaking down because we need to have this conversation so I can hear your opinion, you can hear my opinion, knowing that it's still built in love. And from, from family, it builds to friends, it builds to community, and then it builds to culture. But it all starts with having having that family where you can share a conversation. Mm-hmm. When I know there's a lot of a lot of let's say nagging going on with the younger generation, nagging the older generation about pollution, but I think it's stepping back and saying, "Hey, 
can we just have a conversation knowing that it's wrapped in love and then throw out some of these head snapping facts. And I know it changes people's minds. I've seen it happen. We talk about leaning into love a lot on this podcast. Yes. (laughs) It really matters. Yeah. And then she and I had a wonderful conversation where we talked about each other's viewpoints and walked away loving each other even more because frankly, I'm I'm like, you've put a lot of thought into this. I love you. That's so proud proud of you. Yeah. This is awesome. Well, thank you, Rob, so, so much. And we, I know that everyone's going to go to the website now. It's called BoxedWaterIsBetter.com. BoxedWaterIsBetter.com. Yes. And we can't wait to talk to you further about some of these different initiatives, taking to Wilmington, taking possibly to Connecticut, and growing with you guys, too, because you've really inspired us, for sure. Connecticut's in the forefront with a lot of programs they're putting in place. So I'm all for that. I think that state's doing a great job. Yes, Connecticut. All right. Yes. North Carolina probably needs a little help, (laughs) (laughs) if I were to guess. Well, thank you both. This has been really enjoyable. I, I, I appreciate it a lot.